What's going on, guys? My name is David Gibbs. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcast resource dedicated to telling stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. Before we get any further into today's episode, I would like you to go over to iTunes or wherever you get this podcast and leave us a rating and review. It helps the show to grow up on the charts as well as continue to tell the SID story. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Infocast and sign up for our newsletter at sidcast.fireside.fm slash newsletter. Now, let's get into today's conversation. So welcome guys to another episode of SIDcast. Again, my name is David Gibbs. We are currently live over on Facebook uh, with our uh, kind of little audio live session editing thing going on, I guess is what we have. We got a couple people watching, a couple people stopped in. If you ever want to kind of learn more about uh, audio editing, I know you guys are starting your own podcast or thinking of starting your own podcast projects or anything like that, whether it be personal or business, um, this is a good way to do it. So, uh, yeah, we have Ryan Thorpe of uh, UND Greyhounds, this University of Indianapolis. Uh, met Ryan back in August when we had a uh, COSIDA meetup in Indianapolis. Uh, I think I told him that I would have him on the show at some point. I think he laughed it off and kind of didn't really take me seriously. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, you'll have me on at some point. But uh, I don't think he really anticipated it being this this quick, I guess, uh, is the best way to put it. Um yeah, this is also our second pair of guests are from the same school. Uh, Liz Wasinga and Kenny Badalak were the first, and now we have Jackie Paquette and uh, Ryan Thorpe on from UND. So my uh, GLVC people, um, yeah, it's a it's a fun little fun little group we've got going on there. Well, I guess not even K Dub, not even then. Probably shouldn't say that because I know that they're uh, what G Mac now, I believe is what it's called. Uh, so, yeah, hope everybody's doing well. Um, again, to sign up for our newsletter, and those of you who are watching over on Facebook right now, uh, if you're not already signed up for our newsletter, you can do so at sidcast.substack.com, sidcast.substack, S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K.com. Uh, yeah, and any other things in terms of news or anything like that? We don't really have a, a whole lot going on at the moment, but um, we will uh, – make sure to uh let you guys know if anything changes uh missed this week just because um i understand that you guys don't have commutes you can't really listen at the uh at the office anymore um if anything you'd have to listen to this podcast at home uh which i understand that if you've got little ones might not want to listen to a podcast about sports information directors which i understand uh if i was a kid i don't think i would either but uh nonetheless we'll start off episode 154 of sid cast with ryan thorpe of the UND Greyhounds and his uh, sport background going up right here on SID Cast. Oh gosh, I guess growing up, yeah, I mean, I played sports all the time year round uh, baseball, football, softball, mix some soccer in there as well. Um, you know, played soccer and football through high school. Um, but I don't know, as far as, you know, I, I don't think I ever, you know, thought or dreamt about being, you know, in the sport profession growing up. Um, you know, but the, you know, I was definitely around sports all the time and loved them quite a bit. 
Yeah, I want to talk. I think I think I wanted to talk to you about this a little bit earlier, but like the sports scene down around. We talked off air about where you're from down at South Spencer, which is by Evansville, which for people that 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 don't know is uh, my alma mater area with USI. So the Evansville sports scene is unlike anything that I've ever uh, encountered. I would say, right? I mean, yeah, they they have some rabid fans down there. I mean, the men's basketball, US USI men's basketball is is really big down there. Um, you know, and, um, high school football is is pretty big as well. Oh, yeah. um, you have I, IU and even uh, some UK fans down there being, you know, on the river. There's plenty of UK fans there as well, as well as IU uh, basketball. So, I mean, main, mainly it's a basketball town, definitely. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I know that during the midday, maybe not midday, maybe like late morning, uh, you even get some Kentucky radio, as you said, for some reason. We're like five hours away from Lexington. <laughs> and we still get Kentucky radio for some reason. And we're closer to IU than we are uh, Kentucky, but I guess IU doesn't really have those radio hours. Um, yeah. But yeah, we kind of talked about your your background growing up. You got to Purdue. So what led you to Purdue? Um, did, is, are there any like sport academic programs at Purdue or, or what was your plans there? Oh, well, my plans were I, I wanted to be an engineer. Um, I'm not sure exactly where I where I picked up the, the urge. Um at some point in high school, um, you know, I just I kind of decided on that. And, you know, obviously, especially being, you know, from Indiana, you know, Purdue is the, uh, the place to go. You want that, I guess, Rolls home in as well. But, uh, you know, Purdue being a uh, public school and, you know, it's it's only maybe four hour drive uh, from from my hometown. And uh, that was, uh, you know, not too far, but not too close either. So uh, that was good. And, and yeah, I, I gave that a shot. And uh, actually, I, I ended up switching my majors, uh, to a technology, uh, to the school of technology. And that's where I got my degree. And, uh, honestly, I didn't even know what, uh, what sports information was at that point. Um, you know, I, I went ahead and, and obviously graduated and, uh, went out to the, to the workforce and, um, you know, I just never really, uh, loved what I was doing. And I knew I was, uh, you know, sports became more and more, you know, something that I wanted to get involved in. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of where it's my, you know, urge to, to get into college athletics or sports in general kind of started there. Yeah. I, I mean, how long did you do what you were doing with technology and everything before you hopped into back into the sport, um, the sport field? So it was about, it was, I think it was about five years after, uh, after I graduated from Purdue that I, that I got, finally got into, um, college athletics. Uh, so as I said, it, you know, what I was doing just wasn't really fulfilling, I guess. And, um, so at, at the same time during those five years, I was getting really into like sports statistics more and more. I was actually a member of Sabre, um, mm. during that, this, so this would, would, would have been early two thousands. Um, you know, I was, I was doing that, go, went to a couple of their meetings and, and really just diving in, you know, baseball analytics, uh, kind of took off before, before the other sports did, you know, with, with a Bill James kind of leading that charge. And, and he, I read a few of his books back then, especially, and just really into that. And, 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 um, just wanted to, you know, see if I could find a way to, to turn that into something, you know, that I get paid for. And so, um, doing my normal nine to five, I, at some point, uh, wrote a letter and, uh, sent, basically sent a copy to every sports, uh, outlet here around town that I could think of. I was living in Indian, Indianapolis out right after graduation. So, um, so just being here and sending those letters out, um, you know, I got a, I got a couple, 
couple well wishes from from a couple folks, but for the most part, you know, just just got crickets basically, uh, nothing at all. Um, but you know, you can't blame anybody really. But uh, but I did get one person that that uh, answered my letter and said, yeah, sure, let's meet and let's see what we can do. And that person was Mitch Wigness. He was the SID at UND at the time, and uh, you know, he he kind of took the time to to you know write back and and uh, kind of set up an, a meet meet and greet type of thing. And then we, you know, I basically just started hanging out at UND on weekends, you know, you know, doing my full-time job, um, you know, through the week. And then on the weekends, you know, I'd, I'd be helping out uh, game day stuff. I, you know, my first exposure to, to stat crew and, you know, stat programs at all really was that, that time. And, you know, picking up on those, um, you know, I was, I was, he let me do some recaps and I just, you know, as the year went on, uh, just doing a little more and more, uh, what figuring out basically what what sports information was, and uh, you know I, I was hooked right away, uh, to be honest. And um, then following that year, um, th this that following summer actually, um, the very first UND uh, full time assistant SID position uh, became available, and you know still not really having much of a resume myself, but but been having that rapport with with Mitch and and you know. Throughout the year that, you know, before I was lucky enough to to, uh, you know, get that job. And, you know, I, I owe a lot of a lot of debt to, to Mitch for giving me a chance and, and Dr. Sue Willie there for, for taking a chance on me. Uh, and, you know, that was what almost 15 years ago now. So and I'm still at UND. So what was it like mentally to tell yourself, hey, it's time to completely switch to a profession? I'm completely green. And oh, man, Um I mean, it, it was hard. It was, you know, as I said, I, I didn't know, you know, I sent that letter out and, you know, just, just trying something, you know, it's, it's hard to get your foot in the door with, uh, you know, with, with a resume that I had, which was, you know, nothing really in, in athletics, but um, I guess, you know, I, I, I knew that I, I wanted something different and something in sports, especially. So I was just kind of eye on the prize, just kind of going with it at the time, seeing where it would lead. And, and, you know, I, I didn't even know, like, I didn't know that that assistant SID spot was going to come available at any time. You know, they, they did have a, a, a part-time assistant at that time. Um, so I don't know. It, it was really just um, in the, I was just living in the moment, I guess you could say. That's fair. Um, were you looking for college athletics? I mean, what, what kind of places did you, uh, ask around to, I mean, was it limited to media or, or anything like that? No, not really. I mean, I, I did send to, to media, you know, local TV stations, um, most of the universities around, um, the pay, uh, the Pacers and the Colts, um, you know, so it was just kind of a, a general, like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here guys. Um, you know, if you have any advice, you know, I, I'd really appreciate it type of thing. I, I, I think I even, as I said, I was into, into stats pretty big at that time. Um, I think I included some, some stats like original observations that I had. I, I don't know. I was a real nerd. Still am, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, just, just, it was kind of a, you know, it's, it's that letter. Um, I don't know. It was sending that to everybody in town and just seeing what would happen, I guess. That's fair. You got to cast a wide net. Exactly. In order to get some bites. Um, yeah. So what was, when you were kind of figuring out exactly what sports information was, I mean, that must've been a big adjustment. What were some things that, uh, you weren't expecting to learn or maybe some things you found challenging or maybe some things that you found enlightening? Well, um, you know, it, it was all, 
it was all kind of new to me. I, you know, I wasn't aware, you know, that that job really existed. Um, uh, but, but man, like I said, I was into stats, you know, learning the stat crew softwares for different sports. That was really fun. I especially really liked volleyball. I know that, you know, that's kind of like the hardest one, but, but, uh, you know, that one really was fun. Um, you know, and, and I hadn't really been a much of a writer up to that point at all. Um, so kind of, you know, dusting off that skill, I guess, and, and using that, that was something new and challenging as well. Uh, especially, uh, you know, I, I wasn't, uh, dealing much with media relations or anything, you know, in that regard. And, you know, that this was before social media took off and before we really, um, you know, had, had a streaming option or of any kind. So, you know, it was a little different back then as an SID as it is now. Yeah. Uh, I think you and I are in the same boat as far as volleyball stats are. And I'm, I'm, I think people have heard this story, but I really don't care. It's 154 <laughs> episodes. Um, I was always afraid to do volleyball stats. I had never done it before. And even when I had uh, started this show about three and a half years ago, this show is over three and a half years old. Um, I still had never done it. And when oh, I got wow. to my GA ship at USI, uh, I sat down, we had a volleyball invitational down in uh, Evansville and um turns out I'm the perfect mind for it because <laughs> like I wasn't scared at all I like once once we got a rally and I was like oh that's it yeah I, I don't I mean there's some things that and I'm sure you can speak to this too that uh people might be fearful of doing but un until you try it maybe even sending out letters sending out emails to people when you're looking to break into the industry you never know what's going to happen yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, as I said, we, you know, very few percentage of people even got back with me. But uh, yeah, the, Mitch uh, was a big help to, to do what he did and give me a shot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's talk about kind of what you mentioned. It was a little bit of a different game back then, even up to now. I mean, um, other than the obvious, what are some clear differences that you have noticed? Uh, we talked with Jeff Bernstein last week, who's been an SID since the 80s. Um, what are some things that you have noticed and how have you adjusted over, over the course of somebody who just kind of jumped right into this field? Um, well, you know, it does it does feel like um, every year more and more kind of gets put on put on your plate as an SID. I feel like, you know, especially as technology progresses, um, I think, it, you know, it is important to, you know, to if you're going to do it to do it well, you know, that's one thing that, you know, as Twitter, um, you know, became so popular and Instagram, you know, shortly after that. And, you know, um, you know, like we, we, we have a Snapchat account, but we don't, we don't really utilize it, uh, as much. Cause I feel like, you know, you can kind of spread yourself a little too thin when you're, when you're dealing with trying to, you know, put content on all these different, uh, platforms. Um, that's one thing I would say is, you know, just to, uh, you know, kind of do it well if you're going to do it type of thing we have all these accounts all these like stupid little little social media stuff that comes up like tiktok like we we have a right. tiktok account but we just have that so that nobody can claim that they're iu hoosiers exactly uh, yeah never uh never intend on on doing anything with that but um yeah what was it like when that first full-time assistantship came open for you, what was that? Was it kind of like a, I finally made it into the sport industry feeling? I mean, what did that whole moment look like when you uh, accepted the job or got even got offered the job? I mean, I, I was so 
elated really when I got that job the first time. Um, um, you know, I did a, a phone interview. They, they didn't even bring anybody in as far as I know. Um, you know, so I, and I thought that went okay. And, and I was just hoping, you know, the, the, the relationship I, you know, I built up over the previous year with, you know, helping out part-time plus that interview would, would be enough. And, you know, I, I did get the call and, and I was offered the job and yeah, like I said, it, I, I was so happy, um, you know, uh, to, to get into college athletics. Yeah. It, it was like a, a big load, load off my shoulders. I felt like, and, um, you know, very thankful. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been there ever since. So, um, I, I asked this question to somebody, I think it was DJ Foster at Aquinas a, a little while ago, maybe back in December, God, the months are flying by, but, um, People seem to be leaving their opportunities, maybe even their jobs after a year, two, three years, but you, you've, you've stuck around. Uh, what's kind of your philosophy behind that? And, and why do you think that people should maybe even give their jobs even a, a chance to, mm. to come to fruition a little bit, I'd say? Well, I mean, I got to say, I mean, landing at a place like UND, it's been really easy to stay. Um you know, I, I'm sure it's not like that everywhere, but but at UND, the, the people, um, you know, the the the, um, the success that sports teams have, um, you know, it's 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 pretty easy to stay, you know, and fall in love, and you know, wanna wanna be a part of the Greyhound family, you know. Um, so, and I'd say, you know, Indianapolis is is a great city. My wife and I both uh, really really like it here, and we have family here as well. So. Staying here wasn't, you know, it wasn't a hard decision for me. Um, you know, I, I mean, you're all right, I guess, if, I guess, you know, people are, you see certain people leaving early, but, um, you know, maybe they're, they're not happy. It's, you know, I, I'm not going to begrudge anybody for, for moving on if they think it's time mm -hmm. to move on. But for me, it, it was pretty easy to stick around here. You talk about the success of UND, and I can say from a guy that's been in your conference for three years, four years, maybe. Um, you guys are really good, like damn good at uh, certain things. And it's been kind of a thorn in everybody's side in a good way. I mean, you, you always have to have that successful powerhouse. What's it like for you guys breaking through the noise of Indianapolis? Cause for people that don't, that don't know, I mean, Colts are obviously huge there. This is a basketball state. So the Pacers are huge. Um, how do you, and you've got IUPY Butler that makes some noise, uh, in the NCAA tournament. They're you know, seemingly every year. Um, what is your strategy? Maybe some things that you guys do to kind of uh, get some attention down there in Indy. Well, yeah, it is, it is a challenge um, being, being, you know, a division two small private division two school here in, in this market. Um, I mean, you mentioned a few of the competitors that we have media wise, but, you know, throw in High school athletics are, are just huge. Uh, you know, there's plenty of Purdue and IU uh, basketball and football uh, fans and, and coverage here. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it, it is really tough. Um, but you you got to, you know, I think um, developing some personal relationships with with media members is really, really helpful. Um, but focusing on, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's taken more than wins and losses for us usually to, to break through. It, it usually takes a nice human interest story, a, you know, something kind of success on the field combined with, with something else off the field, uh, we've had some success with. So trying to focus on those is, is really the, the our main strategy. 
uh, as far as breaking through in the media. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's tough to be honest, but you know, you, you can find, you can find, you got to pick your spots, I guess is, is really what you got to do. Now, how do you think somebody finds those spots for them? I, I know that there are some SIDs that um, might've just gotten to their new spot. Uh, maybe even um, have a hard time connecting with the athletes. I mean, how do you, how do you find the, the diamond in a rough per se? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, usually just fall in your lap. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta try to connect with the student athletes, connect with the coaches, obviously, you know, they, they know your, their teams, uh, you know, better than, than anybody really. So, you know, trying to enlist their, their help to, you know, um, share those stories, to find out those stories, uh, you gotta keep your ears open. Sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll hear of something, you know, third hand, not even directly from a coach or from the, the student athlete. And I'm like, Oh, and I'll make sure I'll pile that away. And, uh, you know, and, um, you gotta, you know, again, relationships with, with local media too, is something just pick, pick up the phone sometime is, is good advice. I would say, um, you know, I know we, we're a email texting type of uh, society these days, but, uh, you know, a good phone call can go a long way sometimes. Absolutely. Um, going back to your background here, uh, did you have any associate AD aspirations before you even got to UND? I mean, how did this whole elevated, elevated position come about for you? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I think I touched on it. Yeah, I, I didn't know um, what I wanted. I just know I wanted something in sports and something different. And, and, and you know, UND was there for me and I was fortunate enough to, to latch on here. But yeah, just sticking around and, and learning more and more about college athletics um, you know, it's really just a, a passion of mine now to, to kind of, um, you know, be working with student athletes, student athletes are, are, you know, just really, really fun group generally to, to work with and be around and, you know, kind of, kind of keeps me young, I guess, in a way. So, you know, just, just being in the mix day to day has, has been great. And, um, you know, I wouldn't trade it. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, I, I want to ask you about, uh, some things that you guys might have going on next year. I mean, that's where everybody's focus is kind of, kind of leaning toward at the moment. And we, we've get, you've got some things that you can, you can post on social. You can post, uh, some of the, uh, like what we're doing, for example, we are, uh, uh, broadcasting some of our older games, like a lot of places are doing. Um, there were some things you guys have going on next year. I mean, this is a, a conference that's as, uh, ever growing, ever Mm-hmm. seemingly expanding and a lot of changes are happening. So, um, yeah, what do you guys got coming up, uh, here in uh, 2020? Uh, well, you know, hopefully, um, you know, the world will be back, back to normal at some point. Um, hopefully before, um, you know, the fall kicks off, of course, you know, there's still a lot of unknowns with that, but, uh, man, I'm mean, just really excited for, to get back to, back to the status quo. You know, we're coming off a of fall here in 19, that was, really historic for us. We scored more points in the director's cup in the fall than we have in any other academic year. Um, so, you know, uh, I guess, you know, we have a lot of question marks with student athletes, uh, you know, seniors, um, I guess the spring seniors more, uh, ones that you don't know, maybe they'll come back, maybe they won't type of thing. So there are some, some roster spots that, you know, we're, we're especially not sure about yet for the spring, but yeah, for the fall. Um, I mean, man, with the success we had, our, both our soccers went, made their deepest ever runs in the tournament football and volleyball both made the, you know, the playoffs. So, um, you know, I'm just, just looking forward to getting back at it. I mentioned some things that some people are doing to kind of fill this void, fill this time, even like, Mm -hmm. 
because I know that several SIDs are, are getting caught up on maybe some uh, some historic stuff, um, things like that. So, um, yeah, in your opinion, what do you think are some things that people can pick out, maybe some things that people can focus on to, to still generate content, even when we can't go outside at the moment? Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, at some point we, we will start getting those, you know, historic kind of, you know, traditionally summer projects kind of uh going i guess a little earlier than than planned but uh yeah you gotta you gotta you can't let your your sites your platforms um you know get stale you gotta do get some content out there i I know it's it's challenging more so than ever maybe right now um but we we planned a a few kind of regular things kind of easier um things you know you can't even you know meet with people at this moment like student athletes or something but we i have uh we sent out a a form to uh, a handful of spring student athletes we're going to do a senior uh spotlight for them uh kind of maybe try to go maybe once a week maybe twice we're you know we haven't hammered exactly our whole content calendar out yet but uh definitely a senior spotlight is in the works we're uh we just finished up uh the fifth and final uh winter recap we um we, we occasionally do the recaps but we really put a lot more time into it this this time and you know especially uh those you know you kind of want to highlight the, those winter athletes that didn't get a chance to compete in, in their championships. Uh, but so we did that. We're also going to try to uh, kind of go into the archives and repost some, some um, previous successes of, of teams kind of pick out, you know, a, a big win, you know, from, from past years that, you know, we, we kind of, you know, call it a Greyhound flashback is what we're going with. Um, so, you know, that, that's obviously really easy. Um, you know, a, another thing that, uh, you know, it seems like, something that you never really, at least I never really have time for, I feel like is actually doing a feature, you know, ourselves on, on our student athletes. So um, that, that'd be another option where you could really dig into a, a certain topic and, and you know, kind of, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's a longer form uh, feature. I know that's not, you know, the most popular thing on the web to read these days, uh, but you know, that, that's something that'd be really cool as well. So there's, there's content out there to be had. Uh, you just got to get a little more creative these days. Let's talk about how we, we even got to this point, <laughs> because it seems to be kind of a, a tornado or a whirlwind, I, I'd say. We talked a little bit um, two weeks ago uh, at the time of, of this release uh, with Jeff Bernstein from uh, NYU. Um, I'm going to kind of ask you the same question that I asked him. What was it like kind of in your office or what was like, what even goes through your head when um, things are getting canceled and the towers falling down and you can't really do anything to stop it. Oh man, it was, it was rough. Um, you know, we were, we were heading into that week that, that weekend was, was going to be one of the, the busiest we were going to have, uh, you know, in addition to us having, um, student athletes at swing and diving championships, wrestling, track and field. Uh, we also had, we're hosting, uh, set to host the men's basketball Midwest regional. So, and that was for the first time since 1997 that we had a chance to do that. So, uh, we, we not only had, uh, you know, athletes competing all over the, the nation. We also had, uh, seven other basketball teams coming in to play, um, you know, a total of seven games at our place in four days. So, um, you know, to, to be to that point, kind of revving up for that, getting, getting all your ducks in a row, uh, for, for hosting and also covering the, the, the various championships, uh, you know, it, it went from, um, you know, there was a, t- there was a, a brief moment where, um, 
we were going to be hosting in front of no fans basically. And then we were, then it was totally, the whole tournament was, was bagged obviously with, with the other championships as well. So, I mean, just, just having the the rug kind of pulled out from, from under you like that, it, it was rough, you know, and um, you know, I, it was obviously the right decision, you know, but, but you really feel for the, the student athletes that didn't get a chance to kind of compete for the national championships that um, you know, that they were, they were hoping, you know, I, all of our, um, you know, swimming had gotten going. They they got a day in, and even they got the uh, morning prelims in uh, Thursday. But uh, I think wrestling and um, track and field were were set to start Friday, I believe, both. And they, the athletes were already there. You know, we had wrestlers that traveled all the way to uh, South Dakota, and then track and field went to Birmingham, Alabama, and you know they were there warming up in in the you know at, at the venue and, and you know getting excited and you know and then all of a sudden, you know, everything gets canceled. So it's, it's, it's roughest on them, I think. And, you know, you really feel for, for those student athletes. Uh, what's the culture like around Indy right now? Because uh, my parents seemingly have uh, um, Governor Holcomb's press, daily press conferences up on Facebook, you know, every other minute. Uh, so what, I'm sure there are a lot of listeners right now who are in different parts of the country with various degrees of, of, how many people are sick in their respective counties or their respective cities? Uh, what's the culture right now in Marion? Cause you guys are naturally, uh, cause there's more people in that area, the, uh, leaders in infection. Um, what's it like right at the moment in Marion County, uh, from somebody, from somebody who's in a place right now where we have knock on wood, I don't think there's any wood around me, but, um, no cases in our, in our County right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We do have by far the, the most uh, in Marion County than anybody in the, in the state, which is to be expected, as you said. But uh, man, the culture, it's its just weird. You know, no one's ever been through this before. This kind of, um, you know, a pandemic that's right at our doorstep. Um, you know, we've been, my wife and I have been, been, you know, we've been trying to, we're playing by the rules. We're staying safe. We're, we're isolated. We're, we're not going out unless it's necessary. Um, you know, we have... Uh, friends and family here in town as well that, you know, we, we normally see, you know, often, uh, we're not, we're not seeing them, you know, uh, like we'd like, uh, you know, my, my parents are in town and, you know, um, keep making sure that they're, they're being smart is another thing that's, that's on our mind. So yeah, it's just, it's just eerie really. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking out my window right now. Uh, I can see the interstate and the skyline and, you know, there's hardly any, a bunch of semis still going, thankfully but hardly any, you know, just regular, uh, cars. So it's, it's just weird. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't get too much worse before it gets better, but, um, you know, we're, we're just all waiting for, you know, what comes next and, and just trying to, you know, uh, quarantine and wash your hands and, and do all the right things for now. Yeah. Absolutely. Crazy time. Um, let's, let's, let's get on a liner now here. How about some fun questions? How does that sound? That <laughs> sounds great. Awesome. Well, um, in your professional tenure, uh, what's your uh, favorite memory? Favorite memory. Um, it's hard to pinpoint one, um, you know, a, a few things that, you know, it's, it's easy enough to just, you know, pick out some of our, the Greyhound's biggest successes as, as some of my favorite memories, you know, um, you know, winning that first uh, team national championship, uh, the women's golf team did in, in 2015 and uh, I wasn't able to make it there, but I, they won it again in 18 and in, in Houston. And I was, I was able to, to cover that and be there for that. That was really fun. Um, 
you know, hosting our, our first ever D2 playoff game in football. Um, that was, that was crazy. Uh, that was 2012. Um, let's see. Um, I don't know if, if anything else comes leaps off the page right now, but uh, okay. yeah, those, those definitely stand out. What about on the other side? What's uh what's your biggest horror story? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if, if one of those stands out either. I mean, you know, we've, we've obviously had hiccups and, and whatnot that, that happened to, to everybody at some point or another with, with computer issues, you know, right as the game's starting or, you know, right in the middle. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't really say anything, uh, too, too horrifying, thankfully, huh. knock on wood. Yeah. Knock on wood. Exactly. You don't want, you don't want anything to, to do with what I talked about singing a national anthem off air. Um, <laughs> it's a nightmare scenario. I will tell you. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? Oh, let's see. I mean, I think we kind of talked about it, um, a little off air and the, the graphic design element is, is really, um, enjoyable piece for me and, uh, being able to, to do that, you know, find time to do that more and more and, and to get better at that is, uh, something that I I'd like to do. Uh, I feel like, you know, that's, one of my kind of passions I didn't know existed until I, I got a ch- shot at it, you know, I don't know, whatever, 10 years ago or so. So uh, learning more about graphic design and uh, improving my skills there is, is something I'd like to do. And uh, I don't I, I feel like something that, you know, you're, you're able to do with, with this too, just, just uh, kind of reaching out to, to other people in the field and building relationships a little bit. I think I'd, I'd be uh, um, well served to do that a little more, I think. Oh, awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, in your mind, what traits or characteristics make a good SID? I think it starts, you know, you, you got to have that passion for sports. Um, you know, you're going to be working uh, a ton of hours and, uh, you know, it, it, it'd be easy to, to get burned out if, if you didn't have, you know, the passion and have a uh, really love for, for, for sports and, and doing what you're doing. So, you know, it starts there. I, I feel like it's, it's not something that you should, you know, it's not for everybody, I guess I would say, but, but, you know, it's, if you're, if you're really into sports and um, I think that, that, that's where it starts, but, you know, have, having the um, family um, that's understanding as well about those hours. I know, you know, when I first got into it, uh, my wife and I, we'd been married for a few years already since, you know, before that time. And, and I noticed that she, it was a little hard for her at the beginning, but she has been really patient and, and been a really um, big piece to, to why I've been able to do this for so long. Uh, you know, just having that, that understanding uh, family aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just kind of like dawned on me. This isn't exactly a profession that everybody like thinks about when, when they're in high school, they're like, Oh, I'm just going to be like, you. I'll just go be an engineer. Um, obviously requires right. a lot of work. I, I mean, I'm obviously not good at math, but nobody just thinks like, Oh, I'm just going to go work in sports. Nobody does that. Uh, and the most of the people that I, I talk to, um, they seem to fall into this, like either by accident Mm-hmm. or kind of in your case where uh, they had to be a little bit more proactive about it. It seems, yeah, nobody's like, nobody just defaults to this thought of, of being in sports information. No, um, no. It, it, and, and, you know, you, I guess, I don't know if, if I, 
wasn't noticing it before, you know, I got into the business, but, but I do notice, you know, like broadcasters saying on, you know, an ESPN basketball broadcast or something where they, they will mention, you know, an SID by name here or there. And I'm like, Oh, nice. Uh, I, I just don't think that that happened, <laughs> you know, 10, 20 years ago. So. Yeah. Uh, I even, even some people that we've had on the show that were former student athletes, uh, they were like, oh, I had no idea how our stories got on the website. I have no idea how my stats got on the website. I just thought they were there. And that's <laughs> always just, it's like there's this invisible entity that somehow yeah. make, makes it all happen. That's <laughs> it just magically appears. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. one thing that, that you know, I, I have been, uh, you know, gotten better at. You know, when I first started, I wasn't as, as uh, you know, willing or, or doing it where you actually get get in front of the student athletes and make sure they know who you are and, and a little bit of what you do you know you, you just give them a little three minute spiel before they, every season uh kind of just remind them hey i'm here guys and then uh you know when they see you around later it's they don't give you that weird look like who's this dude you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, i guess this isn't this isn't part of my uh my, my usual last final questions but how do you think um SID, the, the profession can be a little bit more well-known in the world eventually. Hmm, that is a good question. Um, you know, I, I think it's important to, you know, at the institution level to, to really make sure that, that your superiors, you know, know your worth and know what you offer to, to the athletic program, you know, making sure that, um, people are aware of what you're bringing to the table. Um, you know, I guess it starts there. And, as, you know, if we're talking, you know, outside of that, maybe it would start taking care of itself a little bit, at, you know, if um, more athletic directors and, and uh, you know, superiors would, would uh, you know, fully appreciate, you know, the hours we put in. And, and you know, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, my, my AD, Dr. Willie, is, is really, really understanding and supportive of, of us. But, I, but I, you know, it, it doesn't happen everywhere. So uh, I think it starts there. Awesome. Um, yeah, let's see. Whenever you are allowed to go outside, it seems like. Um, <laughs> Which I don't know when of, that'll be, by the way. Yeah, I know. My brother, We I know this is off topic. Uh, my brother came over for, for dinner last night. He still lives mm -hmm. here in Madison. He's a police officer in uh, Hanover, Indiana. He's my baby brother, mm -hmm. and, he, and, he, and he's a police officer somehow. Before. <laughs> um, he was saying, that, like, the national guard is supposed to set up like roadblocks and stuff, which is crazy to me to think really? about. Yeah. But, but P I think people are starting to figure out that it, cause there's somebody, I think it's my dad who keeps running the motorcycle back and forth down the road. But, um, <laughs> there, there are people like still going outside, still having fun, you know? And like, but I just think that that's the stay in place order on a nice day. Like today, like you can't, you can't yeah. keep everybody inside, but yeah. No, it's tough. Yeah. Um, when when you are like I was saying earlier, able to go outside and have fun uh, legally, um, what are some things you you do outside of the office to kind of uh, get your mind off work? Oh, um, yeah, especially when it gets nicer, um, I do like to get out and run a little bit or, or get on the bike. Uh, you know, we my wife and I do live very close to downtown, so there's just a ton of ton of places to to do that to get out and uh, just kind of you know get the heart going. And, uh, that's, that's something I, I'd like to do more. I don't do it as much as I'd like, but, uh, I, I'm a big, uh, big into craft beer. Um, and there's, there are a ton of, of breweries around Indianapolis and, and thankfully I have quite a few in walking distance of my house. So that's, that's, uh, kind of a passion of mine is, is the, the craft beer. Um, 
you know, just getting out and, and enjoying what the city has to offer is really what, what I like doing. Um, you know, we, we, we are members of the, uh, the museum here. Uh, my wife is a, she's actually a kind of an, an art, art teacher, um, as well as a realtor actually, but she's, she's really into art and has kind of got, got me into that. So just, uh, being able to, to go there when we can and, you know, hit, hit, uh, there's a local street called Mass Ave that uh, has a tons of, ton of bars and restaurants that we, we meet friends out for, uh, frequently. So just getting out and kind of enjoying the city and, um, you know, what it has to offer. Is that, uh, what is that? It's not San Bernardino. What is that restaurant called with the tacos over on Mass Ave? uh condados Baker, bakersfield bakersfield that's yeah, it yeah there are a couple yeah bakersfield oh it's good 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 uh margaritas there too oh yeah absolutely <laughs> i think I'd, I'd have to check i'd have to check maybe that was back in january i think that was the day before I proposed to my fiance it's funny you say that because that's your wife is being into art and stuff that's where uh that's where my that's where that's where my morgan um got started in uh and her career was working at uh art galleries and stuff so it's funny oh, you really? say that that's yeah cool. uh, down yeah, into uh new uh new harmony indiana down by there okay sure yeah that's a nice area yeah so yeah lots of lots of plenty of stuff to do so what are some of these uh craft beer places i mean you can't just keep it to yourself man uh, <laughs> well if i if i tell everybody then you know then they're all gonna you know, take take my spot at the bar but they can't uh, go anyway <laughs> well that's true uh man i, I think the be- there's a like i said there's a lot of breweries but but my favorite uh nowadays is indiana city um, it's, it's just two or three blocks from my house and just pound for pound. It's, they got, they got it going on down there. So I'll give a shout out to Indiana city, uh, first and foremost. Cool. Cool. Um, let's see what, if anybody had any questions for you, wanted to get in touch with you, I mean, what would be the best way to do it? Uh, well, I'm, I'm no longer have a Twitter. I kind of, I was off Twitter. Um, you know, obviously I, I'm big time on Twitter for at UND athletics. Uh, but personally, you know, just, just, uh, emailing me would, would be fine. You know, my, all my info and, and phone are available on uniathletics.com. Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd welcome anyone to, that wanted to reach out. Perfect. Well, Ryan, thank you very much for coming on. We all really do appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure, David. Appreciate the offer. <laughs>